Welcome to the Did I Mention I Ward podcast. On today's episode, we have Carrie Pierce. Carrie is a five times CrossFit Games athlete and is currently preparing for the 2020 CrossFit Games. Thank you very much for, uh, for jumping on. Of course. So how's things with you? They all been okay? Yeah. Things are well. Things are well. We're a week out, so it's like, oh, it's finally almost here. So you're five times CrossFit Games, four top 10 finishes two top five finishes, three times fittest American woman, and soon to be competing at the 2020 Games. Now, that is Perfect. very impressive. Yeah, that sounds great. So when you first got into the sport, did you ever anticipate that you would have them sort of stats behind you, or did you join for fun, or how did it all come, come about? I mean, I joined for fun because I thought I would be good at it. Um, one of my teammates in college, one of my friends had gone to the CrossFit Games uh, a few times with a team and she's like, Carrie, you would be good at CrossFit. You'd be good at CrossFit. But I did gymnastics 18 years and I was like, I don't want anything to do with it. So I kept like pushing her off. And then finally I ended up seeing it on ESPN and I was like, I think I could be good at that. Um, but I didn't think that, I mean, I would last in the sport competitively this long and I guess be as successful as quickly as I was. So what age was you when you, when you first went along to the, your first CrossFit experience? Oh, one more time. What was the first part of that? What age was you? Uh, 25. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's interesting. I, I just always assumed, because a lot of people get, some people get into it quite young. Um, yeah. Really young, like almost straight from school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I did, so I did, did gymnastics until I was 21. And then after I finished gymnastics, I still wanted to work out, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And that was when my teammate was like, cross it. And I was like, no. Um, but we had a strength conditioning coach that was like, oh, you'd be really good at weightlifting. I was like, that sounds better. Let's do some weightlifting. <laughs> so I ended up doing some weightlifting, but then unfortunately I had a bulge disc in my back and then I had some carpal tunnel going on in my wrist. So after about six months, I did a competition and then the doctor told me that I had to, I couldn't squat for six months. So I'm like, okay, well, what do I do now? Um, but I was also personal training at a gym. So the or one of the other ladies that trained there was like, you'd be really good in a physique show, which is similar to bodybuilding. It's not as muscular as bodybuilding, but it's more muscular than the two other divisions, which are bikini and figure. And I was like, okay, well, I can train around my injury and my back and my wrist because I can do leg extensions and leg curls. I don't have to squat. Whereas weightlifting, if you're going to compete, you have to squat. Um, And so I ended up doing a physique show then I didn't like it because I didn't want to be told how to look. So I kind of just fitness for fun for a little while. And then I moved to New York city and one of the coaches at the gym I was personal training at was a powerlifting coach. So he suggested I get into powerlifting. He's like, Oh, you're pretty strong. Um, so then I did powerlifting. And during this time was when I saw CrossFit on ESPN and then it sparked my interest. So yeah, no, I wasn't, super young when I started. I mean, obviously like a lot of other people, you look back and you're like, Oh, I wish I would have started sooner. But I mean, who knows? I could have, maybe I wouldn't have been as successful because I wouldn't have had like the weightlifting and the bodybuilding and powerlifting behind me. And if I came straight from gymnastics, then maybe I wouldn't have built that strength base because that's still what I'm struggling with. So, I mean, I think everything happens for a reason. And then I was just successful, uh, quickly, like within my first six months, I was going to the games. So I think the perf- I had the perfect background going into it, minus the endurance part of it, which 
I just continue to work on and it gets better with time. So. Very interesting. Training then, how's the training going at the moment for you? Um, obviously we've been in very strange times. Did you manage to train for that through that sort of period? Yeah, for the most part. Um, I didn't. So, cause I was in New York city. Um, so like the epicenter of all of it, it was super crazy there. Gyms, you know, shut down very, very quickly. And they didn't, they actually just opened up. So I ended up moving to Las Vegas so that I could train in a gym with other people. Um, luckily like my apartment had, I had a lot of different things in my apartment, uh, exercise equipment, like concept two bike, assault bikes, gear, um, and then like some weights and stuff. And everyone always made fun of me before. And I'm like, okay, well now like I'm thankful for all this stuff because I could continue to work out. Um, and then I moved to Vegas a little over two months ago. So gyms and everything have been open here. So it's normal training, which is really nice. And I actually have a couple workout partners here, like a group that I work out with, which I'm so thankful for. Cause when I was in New York, I would get somebody here and there to like train with me. But for the most part, I was always training by myself. So it's nice to have some workout partners and stuff now. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely crazy times. And I mean, obviously training changed a little bit, but at least like over these last couple of months, it's been very regular, very consistent. So I'm thankful for that. Oh, it's good then that you've, you've had the, the familiarity of training as, as normal, where a lot of people obviously would have been affected by it. So the fact that you've been in Vegas training as everything is pretty much normal, I suppose going into the 2020 games, that will obviously only benefit you. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, it's, it was kind of crazy though. Cause like my coach who owns a gym in New York, him and his wife were like, okay, well, since gyms aren't open here and they own a gym, like that's how they make their income. They're like, we have to move. And they're like, Carrie, do you want to move with us? And at first I was like, we're just going to up and leave. Like what? Um, but like I said, gyms like finally opened in New York, like this week. So they've been closed for months and months and months. And I mean, who knew when they were going to open and, um, I mean, at least they are now. So I'm glad I'm able, I was able to train through it, but I did get up and move across country. <laughs> oh, wow. Hopefully that decision pays off. Yeah. I mean, so far I love it. So I am, I'm thankful for it. Um, I'm, and I'm very fortunate that I could just up and leave. Cause I know a lot of people, <laughs> probably 99% of people cannot do that. Um, so at least my life is flexible enough that I could just get up and move. How did you find the training aspect of then not knowing when the games was with the uncertainty of the dates, did that affect you much or did you just keep going? Yeah. I mean, I, I kept going. Um, so it didn't affect me much, but I was taught, I've just been like talking to friends and family and stuff. I'm like, this is like the longest season ever though, since we started in October. So it started early and then you kind of like train through and then I competed at Wadapalooza in February and then I was planning to compete at Rogue in May, but I ended up hurting my wrist like a week before. So I couldn't compete there. And then we've just kind of continued to train. And I'm like, it's, it's nice that I could continue to train. But at the same time, like you're trying to like keep your peak fitness, but you don't want to like push it too much too soon if you don't know when it is. And so like, it was like July and we're like, okay, well it's May. I need to like push. Um, and then they're like, oh, never mind August. Oh, never mind late August. Oh, early September, middle of September. So like you just kind of get caught, kept getting pushed back. So you like, I was like, I haven't really had any like time off really. Um, except after Wadapalooza, which seems like an eternity ago. Um, so I think like part of me is just like, like I said, I just want to, I want to do it because I've been 
training, training, training. And at the end of it, like your body ends up getting tired. But I mean, I'm fortunate. I'm glad that we are having a games or something that we can compete at. So it's like all the hard work and everything will end up paying off. Yeah, exactly. The hard work won't go to waste as such. And I suppose it'd be quite nice once it's done because you can actually have a rest then and you know what the scheduled season is going to be like. So you can kind of work around that. Yeah. So how was Wallapalooza? Did you, did you enjoy that one? I suppose because like you said, that was the last competition you did before before the lockdown. Yeah, yeah. I love, I've been to Wallapalooza. That was my fourth year competing there. And I've been there five, the last five years. Uh, one year I had a hurt Achilles, so I didn't end up competing. Uh, but I still went and I worked um, in Bender Village and then just kind of spectated, which was a lot of fun. Just the environment and the people and everything there is just so nice. It's so fun. And I mean, I was in New York, so Miami in January or February is perfect because you get away from the cold weather and you get some sunshine. And everyone, like, I feel like there's a lot less stress there than there is at the games. Like, at the games, you know, everyone's there. Oh, at Waterpalooza, too, everyone's there to compete and everything. But I think it's just a more fun environment. Um, so I, I love going to Waterpalooza. It's such a fun time. And, yeah, I got I got third. Uh, Tia won. Sarah got second. And I got third. So when you went to spe- just spectate, did you – was that a nice experience to have the, the competition weekend but not having the stress to just literally just go there and enjoy yourself? Or did you so, miss the So I actually, I went there because um, I was sponsored by Fit8 at the time. So I was going there and I was working in Vendor Village. And honestly, like that was more stressful and harder, I think, than actually competing because people, you know, want to consistently talk to you and they want pictures and everything. And so you're like with the crowd and if people know who you are, you know, like they want to talk and I was like, okay, I'm going to get my training in in the morning and then in the afternoon I'll go back to the gym. And I don't think I made it back to the gym any of the days because I would like start to get to leave and then someone would start talking and then you get a little farther than someone else. And so it was just like, but it was awesome because I got to meet a lot of people. And like I said, I mean, I was hurt at the time. So I'm like, this will just let my body rest a little bit more. But respect to people that work in vendor villages or that work for like companies that sponsor events because that's tiring. And that, like I said, that's harder than even competing itself. So it was a fun and like totally different experience, but I prefer being on the athlete side of it for now. Prefer the competing side. Yeah. So cause you got injured, so you didn't do the road invitational. I suppose that's a bit of a shame because obviously that was done online the same way that the games is going to be laid out do you feel that it would have been good to do it to gain some experience with competing in an online format yeah i think so um i mean any sort of chance you get to compete uh especially if it's online and now it's like a similar format um you have to take advantage of it but i mean at least i'm a competitor at heart and like doing the i feel like this is similar to the open as well so just having done like the open five uh, six years now um i think it's a it's going to be very similar to that. So it's kind of just, you know, go do your best and give it your all. So it is what it is. And you get used to working out in front of a camera, I guess. So you're quite looking forward to the experience of something slightly different then? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like the games. I like being in front of spectators. It just like, you know, gives you energy and extra motivation. And like, especially in Madison or I mean, even when it was in California, just being, 
in the stadium and hearing the crowd roar and stuff, there's, there's nothing like it to push yourself to that next level. Um, but I'm just thankful that we do have a way that we can compete this year, even if it's not next to the other athletes or in front of a big crowd. Um, at least we do get the opportunity to test our fitness in a different way. And I think it'll just push people like it'll really test your mental toughness too, when you're working out by yourself, cause we're not allowed to work out with other people. Um, and so I think it'll really just like test your mental toughness when you're working out alone in front of a camera. So you were saying then about uh, the different games, how, how have they differed for you? Because obviously you've been to five CrossFit games already. So how have the experiences or the games changed for you as the sport has grown? Yeah. Well, I mean, for me personally, I think the biggest difference was from year one to year two. I think when you go in, to the games year one, you think you know what to expect, but you really don't. It's a lot different than what you see on TV just because the demands for the athletes are very, very high. Like a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, you don't see like all the athlete briefings and orientations and movement standard meetings and uh, things that you have to go to. And then when you're just like waiting around and then you're warm up and then you have to be corralled, like there's just a lot of time um, that, as an athlete, you don't realize that what you're getting yourself into until you're there and you've experienced it. Cause it's basically like all day long, you're in some sort of meeting or you're just like sitting around, like you're not going home and like, like if you are a spectator and you see the competition, you're like, Oh, there's three hours between events. They're probably going home and relaxing for a little bit and then going back. And it's like, no, like they will have a meeting scheduled like half an hour after that to go over movement standards or the workout or whatever. So there's not really a lot of downtime, um, that you would think. And so I think after my first year, I learned just like the flow of how the games is. So then I could really prepare and actually know what I was getting myself into that second year. And just, I mean, the fatigue of all the events and everything too. And, you know, cause you're pushing your body, the other girls, they're phenomenal athletes and you're pushing yourself more when you're competing than in any sort of training, even if you think you're pushing yourself in training, you bring a whole nother level uh, when you go to compete. So I think the biggest difference, like I said, was from year one to year two, just because I learned so much. Um, and then, you know, I just have to continue to work on my weaknesses and keep my strengths as the years progress. But still, it's I, I love it because you never know what crazy things Dave's going to have, like, from one year to the next. So it's like continue to get stronger, continue to get fitter continue to increase your skills, work things that you haven't before, like potential things that may come up at the games. Um, so it's kind of cool, like just getting to practice obstacle courses and random things like that, that, I mean, I go somewhere and I'm like, oh, this is CrossFit because who knows what's going to show up at the game. So kind of just get to train for fun and say that it's training for the games. <laughs> so they've, they've given out um, a list now, haven't they, of the kit that's required? for you guys to have is there anything is there anything that that you've seen on there that you that's thrown a bit of a curveball or something that you kind of wish wasn't on there uh no i mean it's very very basic like what they have i don't know i wish there was a little more equipment just to add like a little more skill into it um because that's i think like the games usually has some odd objects and just higher skill things like there's no well so yeah, we have a barbell with, they said max load. So heavy weights, uh, a squat rack, a pull-up bar, uh, 
a running course up to 300 meters, a jump rope, a GHD, and a handstand wall. That's, I mean, like basically what is the equipment list is. So it's very like me and my coach were talking, we're like, I mean, it seems like it'll be very straightforward CrossFit, which I like. Um, I, if you like see my track record, I'm not a good swimmer. So I'm actually like, oh, I'm thankful that there's not going to be any swim. And then there's no like road bike and I'm not the best on the road bike. Like I always finish in the middle of the pack. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm thankful that there's not a road bike event and there's no like trail run. So, I mean, there's going to be like a shorter run unless Dave decides to pull out. Okay, well, you have a 300 meter down and back. We're going to do that 10 times for a 6K unless he does like something crazy, Dave, like that. Um, who knows? Um, so, I mean, I think it's cool that we get a GHD. I guess that's, you know, like the one random piece of equipment, but like there's no medicine ball. So I'm thankful for no wall balls. Um, but I do wish there was some rings so we could do some either muscle ups or ring dips or ring handstand pushups, which showed up a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, but just keeping it, I think, like I said, very basic and hopefully very crossfitty. Oh, and there's a rower too. So I oh, think it'll be, yeah, the rower. yeah, I think it'll be pretty straightforward CrossFit. So speaking of stuff that, um, like you like to do, like you're, you're saying there, like your cycling and swimming isn't the strong point. Speaking of your um, your strong points, the 2019 CrossFit Games when Mary came up, you did extremely well. You didn't you didn't just win the women's. You won the you did better than anybody else, beating Noah Olson by 18 reps. When that workout came up, did you know straight away? Like, is that something that you do you enjoy doing that workout, or did it did it go better than you expected it to? Uh, so I've never done Mary before, um, when it came out though. Yeah, that was my first time. Hopefully, well, I'm like, hopefully one and done because you know, you set the bar really high and you're like, I don't want to try it again because then I'm nervous that I won't get quite there. Like I said, especially the stadium is just like amazing with the crowd and everything. There's so much energy and I mean, you're going against the fittest athletes. So you push yourself. Um, so hopefully it's a one and done and I can just call it good and like have record on it and be good. Um, but when it came out, I knew it was going to be a good workout for me just because body weight stuff is my strength. Um, but I didn't, I mean, me and my coach are like, okay, we need a top three in this workout to, you know, continue to be near the top of the leaderboard, which you want to be. Um, and I was like, okay. And he's like, you basically have to go into robot mode. He's like, you go from one to the next, to the next, back to the beginning, to the next. And just kind of like, you need to set this tempo and just like stick with it through the entire workout. And I was like. Okay. I was like 20 minutes. That's a long time to be in robot mode, but you're just like, okay, one round. Okay. Another round, another round. And like, he, he's like, okay, let's start the handstand push up strict. And then whenever you're tired, like three or four rounds in, we can switch to kipping. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. I was like, so you do want to start with strict? And he's like, yeah. And then I get into it and he was, I forgot if it was a third or fourth round where I switched to kipping handstand pushups and I got a no rep and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go back to strict until I can't do strict anymore. And then I'll start kipping because I don't want any more no reps. And it's almost more energy to like straighten out your hips after you've done the kip and just keep them straight the whole time while you're doing strict. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to continue to go. And then if I get tired, then I'll switch. But I was able to go for the whole 20 minutes, uh, keeping strict, which I think, you know, made the difference between me and all of the other athletes that I just had that shoulder endurance to be able to do that. 
Yeah, I was going because when you were saying about the the when you were going kipping, I was going to say yeah, you started on strict and finished on strict, which is yeah, <laughs> very, very impressive. <laughs> thank you, thank you, and that's it's one of those like in the when you're in the moment and you're just like okay, yeah, no, I'm I'm not going to waste energy. These kipping are too much work. I might as well. I know my strengths, and that's one of them. So I might as well use my strength. Yeah, don't blame you, mate. and it, it clearly paid off. Thank you. Another question was. Um, what what motivates you to to keep going, like to get up, to keep working hard, to keep powering it out? Do you get do you ever get some days where you not not don't want to do it, but where you really struggle for motivation? Yes, I there there's definitely days where I struggle for motivation. Um, I think just like anybody else, no matter how much you love something, there's just going to be those days where either you're tired or you just feel off or you're sore. Or, I don't know. You think about the hundred other things that you have to do, but I mean, for me, like it just comes down to discipline and luckily I have coaches that I have to report back to. So I know if I skip a workout, then I'm going to have to tell them and they're going to be like, what, what, why? So I think like, I mean, I love what I do 90 to 95% of the time. And then, you know, there's the other days where you're just like, oh man, I, I don't, I don't want to, but that's one reason that I'm really thankful. Like I said, to be in Las Vegas, too, because my workout partners, um, especially the main guy that I've been working out with, he's like so positive and he's such like a fun person to be around that I like look forward to going to the gym and like, you know, you, I think for anybody just like having someone or like some sort of class or something that like holds you accountable to going to the gym is just huge. Um, I mean, cause even for me, like professional athlete, this is what I do for a living and I, I love it, but some days I would rather stay in bed and eat pizza then you know go to the gym and work hard and then eat I mean I eat very clean and I I, I like eating clean but like I said some days you're just like ah oh, I'm sick of it um so that's I just have to think about my end goals as well like I love what I do and I want to be the best that I can be and I mean some days when I'm not feeling motivated either like in the back of my mind I'm like well Tia's not skipping today she's going to the gym and she's putting in work so if you want to eventually be at her level or beat her one day, then this is what you have to do. That's fair enough. Yeah, you have to do. Yeah, exactly. Because they won't be taking any rest days. Um, and yeah, come the 2020 games, that's when it will show. Uh, yeah. So the 2019 CrossFit Games, um, the final day was the Ringer One, the 30 20 10 reps for time, air bike, uh, and toes to rings. And obviously, yeah, you had like a pretty nasty fall. Mm -hmm. how, how much did that put you out for the remainder of that workout and then for the rest of Ringer 2? Do you, looking back, do you think like, was it serious enough where you probably shouldn't have done the Ringer 2? Yeah, I mean, maybe. Um, but the athlete in you at the time is just like, you can't sit this one out. You have to go and you at least have to try. Um, but I don't know, like after, you know, you go back and, me and my coach always reevaluate the entire weekend and everything. And we were like looking at it and we're like, I wonder how much of a difference it actually would have made. But I knew like if I had to go to the podium, then I have to, had to give that workout my all. And I did. And sometimes you bite the bullet, but I don't know, like, cause where I was, I mean, I could have finished if I was able to hold on, you know, say you finish the workout in second or third and then you go to the other one. Like, I'm not sure how my recovery would have been going into the next workout, but overhead squats and burpees are two of my best movements, unlike the assault bike, which is not. Um, so I'm like, if I could have done well in that one and even got like, 
I don't know, say fourth place being lenient, then maybe I would have been able to push up to fourth place or potentially even third, depending on how everything would have played out. But I mean, you win some, you lose some when you go for it. That's, that's what happens. So I'm like, I mean, in hindsight, I wouldn't have done anything different except uh, swing a little bit more in the beginning <laughs> of the workout because then, it, like I said, the fatigue added up for the end of the workout. Yeah, because you, you're very, if I remember right, I think you're very, very quick on the assault bike on the first round, I think it was, to start off with, like coming out. Um, yeah. But yeah. We've I, worked. Sorry, go on. Oh, no, I was going to say, I mean, it isn't a strength for me, but we've worked a lot on the assault bike just because I'm not one of the bigger athletes. And so my coach is like, we need to put in time because the assault bike is not going anywhere. So you need to work hard. And it's one of those, like, you need to push yourself more than you think on the assault bike. And, you know, sometimes you just got to find where you can push, but also continue to hold on. So sometimes the adrenaline gets the best of you as well. Yeah, especially in, uh, like, a competition environment, like, say, with the crowd and stuff. You, you get very caught up in the moment, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so you're looking forward to the, the 2020 games? Do you feel you're in a good place for it now? you feel you're, like you're good to go, almost? Yeah, I feel like I'm going to go. I'm thankful. I mean, like I said, it's been like delayed a lot, but I'm thankful for it because this wrist has been very, very stubborn. And I was like, like we got to vote on what weekend we wanted. So we could vote the first weekend of September, second or third. And I chose the third. And I guess a lot of other people did as well. And like I said, for me, it was basically just, okay, get a little bit longer uh, just to let your wrist heal. And it's, I'd say it's about 95% right now. So Luckily, I've been able to snatch heavy again um, and do heavy jerks and stuff. So my coach is like, that's the biggest thing, like being mostly healthy um, going into the competition because then you're not worried about, oh, well, what if this comes up and what if that comes up? Like going into Rogue, the first event was heavy thrusters and burpee pull-ups. And my coach is like, that's not what you need because like the extension is like what bothers my wrist. And he's like, that's not what you need for a first event unless – you don't want to compete the rest of the weekend. So we decided it wasn't worth it. And then there was a bunch of snatches and overhead squats and a lot of other things that involved heavy wrist extension. Um, so yeah, I'm lucky that my wrist has been able to heal up rather well and training and everything has been, has been going good. Um, I'm feeling fit. I'm feeling strong. So ready to get this show on the road. Perfect. That's what we like to hear. So yeah. The, the equipment they've got, obviously, we were just saying a minute ago, they've got barbell um, and a load of weights because it looks like there might be like maybe a heavy 1RM or whatever. What would you like to see come up? Like, What would be a strong point for you to go heavy? I want to oh, see a one rep max jerk from the, stand, from the squat rack. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he said, he said that we need a squat rack. So I'm like, hopefully it's a jerk. Hopefully it's not. I would not like to see a max front squat. Um, or any sort of max front squat, a back squat. Eh, okay. I mean, that'd be better than a front squat, but ideally I would like to see a max jerk. I think that would be cool. And something that they haven't done in a while, if ever. Yeah. I think from a fan's point of view as well, uh, I don't, I mean, don't get me wrong, front squats and back squats, like they're, they're good for you. I, I get all that. But I just feel like if you're watching at home, just to watch somebody do a squat and back down is a little bit tedious, but at least with like a jerk and a, like an Olympic lift as such. From a fan's point of view, it's just a little bit more enjoyable to watch. I yeah. Um, so, yeah, mm -hmm. fingers crossed for that one. Hey, thank you. Uh, so, I was going to touch on Power Apps, which is, I believe, that's your, is that a business that you run? Yes, it is. 
it is it is the business that I run that I run, and it started last January, um, 2019, and it's it's been going strong, and it's been getting more popular and stuff. Recent, like as the time goes on, which I think is so cool. I think I mean part of the reason that it has gotten more popular is we've gotten a lot of before and after pictures, um, and you know if people actually see the results, I think it you know helps with anything, whether it's like nutrition or a program or anything. Um, so basically it's, it's a 30 day program, 10 minutes a day, five days a week for your abs. It's a lot of them. Like I said earlier, I was a gymnast for 18 years. So my core is very strong and it's just a lot of different fun movements that we did in gymnastics, which is different to what a lot of people do in gyms nowadays. And like I said, I was a personal trainer for a little bit of time and you see people doing the same things in the gym over and over trying to work their abs. And I was like, I feel like there's such a better way and a more fun way and less time consuming way that this can be done. Um, so I was talking with a couple other people about business and the lady was like, you need an abs program. And I'm like, I've, I wanted to, I just didn't know how to go about it. Um, and when she said that it was like, okay, we have to make this happen. So like I said, about a year and a half ago, um, I, uh, ended up designing the Power Abs program, and now there's thousands of people around the world doing it, which I think is so cool. And it's been something cool for me too. Just like during quarantine and the levels of high stress with everyone, they like a lot of people have started the program and seen results. And so it's like this little bit of time during the day that they're actually making for themselves to make themselves become better. And I've been able to connect with a lot of people, whether it's through them doing the program. And sending their results or like I do uh, two live power ab workouts a week as well on my Facebook. So I think it's just been something really cool for me to see other people succeed and then also to be able to connect with people outside of CrossFit. So yeah, do something that you enjoy, which is slightly different to the CrossFit. So I suppose it gives you a change of scenery to an extent, but still something you really enjoy. Yeah. And it's really nice too, just because like, Mentally, you know, you train, I train a lot. Um, like I'm in the gym four to six hours a day training for CrossFit. And then it's nice having the power abs, which is like something different for me to focus on and just take my mindset away from me, like competing or being a CrossFit athlete or anything related to CrossFit and then focus on other people and try and help other people and, you know, answer questions that they have about how to become better and healthier. So it is nice, like having this like split between CrossFit and then between power abs and like myself and then other people. And, you know, when you can share knowledge with other people, it's always very rewarding. So if anybody listening wanted to get involved with power abs, is there like an Instagram page or anywhere, a website they can go on to? Yeah. So there's, there's both. Um, if they want to find more about power abs, the link is just in my bio, uh, on my Instagram. My Instagram is Carrie Pierce CrossFit. And then the link for it is Pierce Pointers, my last name, Pierce, P-E-A-R-C-E, pointers.com slash power abs. And I just came out with a nutrition book as well that a lot of people have had fun with because they're like, well, you can't get abs without the nutrition part. So I was like, yeah, you're right. Okay, let's come up with a nutrition book. So it's been cool doing that like the last couple of months too, just something different than, you know, CrossFit and having something else to work for and just think about and commit time to. Another thing that I was going to talk about, um, I spoke about it once before with another female athlete that we had on the, the podcast. 
um, it's and it's body shaming and how people like yourself deal with it that um, are in the public eye to an extent because unfortunately a lot of people with a, a large following have to deal with horrible throwaway nasty comments and I just wondered how you personally deal with it um, and your experience behind it really and just any advice for anybody listening that are worried about posting pictures or anything like that because of what people may say or think yeah I mean I think that's that's a big thing um, now and I think at least like in the public eye for women it's slowly slowly becoming more acceptable for women to have muscle I think like because even for me when I finished uh, college finished gymnastics I did not want to gain muscle like I wanted to be skinnier um, and even like when I graduated college I was like five I'm like five three and I weighed between 110 and 115 pounds um, so that's I mean that's tiny and I wanted to at first I wanted to lose weight because you know that's what social or that's what the media portrays on us is like women need to be stick figures and then the guys are the one with muscles and then when I started weightlifting, I kind of, I was like, actually, I kind of like having muscles. Like I've always had somewhat muscles. Um, but then I started working for them and I don't know, like there has been so many people along the way that are like muscles are for guys and you don't look good. Like you look like a man and whatever. And I mean, at the end of the day, like I have to know that I love the way I look and I wouldn't change it for the world. And you can't base other people's opinions on the way that you should look. So if you're happy in your body and you want to look a certain way, then it's your body. Go for it. And I think other people are going to hate. But one thing that I've noticed is that most of the people, I think 99.9% .9 of the people that body shame, if, especially on social media like Instagram, they do not have a profile picture of themselves. It's like usually of a dog or a cat. And so you're like, okay, if this person doesn't even won't even show their own body on social media like and they're hating on other people I don't want to know what kind of person they actually are and I mean part of me is like they just they hate life and they're trying to push it out on other people and another part of me is like they just have too much time in their day they're they should probably be working out right now so that they can be healthier instead of hating on other people that are actually working very hard for the physiques that they have. So I think at the end of the day, like I just tell myself, I know that I love the way I look and I know it's hours and hours and hours of work and I think it pays off and I would rather be strong than weak. Um, so I think it's, you know, just if you love the way you look, then work out for it and be proud of it and don't let other people tell you differently. And I mean, sometimes it might hurt a little bit, but just remember they're trying to be little you to make themselves feel better, which shouldn't work. <laughs> I, like that. I, like, I like the you'd rather be strong than weak, which I think is very good in like um, a literal way and also like as a person as well. Like be a strong person, don't be weak, don't let these people take you down. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's really interesting because I have a niece myself who's 10 and I do worry because she's just started to get into like the TikTok and stuff. I just worry about her quite a bit because she's going to get nasty comments at some stage, unfortunately, because that's the world we live in. Um, mm. And I always think if, she, if I'm worried, there must be other people out there that are with their own children. So it's just good to get advice off somebody who, unfortunately, has had to deal with stuff like that um, in the past. Yeah. Which is, which, is not, which is not good. No. But like I said, at least like it does seem like the world is 
transitioning a little bit to women being able to look how they want to and like having muscles is being more acceptable. Um, so at least it's slowly evolving in the direction that I think it should. Yeah, it is for sure. Uh, you see a lot more women now in, especially CrossFit, and a lot more women in commercial gyms lifting weights opposed to just doing cardio, which is great to see. Yeah. No, at least, especially just like for your all overall health too. Like you need to lift, like especially women as they get older, they need to lift to just shy, uh, keep away from osteoporosis. They need to strengthen their bones. And I feel like that's, you know, a lot of people as they get older, they shy away from weight training. And that's when you really need to make sure you're incorporating it. So I think women should start, you know, when they're younger and then continue to do it for their entire lives and not shy away because you're getting older. I mean, maybe you reduce the weight a little bit, but you need to keep those strong bones to stay healthy as you do age. Totally agree with that. So you've been to the games. We've said this already a number of times. Out of all the games, what is, what's been the highlight for you? So if you could relive any moment or workout, like what, what would it be? Uh, it's hard. Like I have three top moments well, um, and one we talked about early. So the first one, like the first one in history is winning Murph. Um, so my second year at the CrossFit games, I won Murph. And I think that's something that's just going to always stand out so vividly in my mind. I do not want to redo the workout. Um, but after crossing the finish line and celebrating and everything like that's definitely a highlight of my CrossFit career. And it's something that I'm never going to forget just because it is, you know, a highly recognized hero wad and, you know, it's done for the heroes that have fallen. So I think it's, I think it's such an honor to have won that one, especially in the most recent CrossFit games that we did it. So that is one. Um, the other moment, the next moment that came up in the games um, was when I was a top American the first time in 2016. So it was the same year as Murph. And then after the whole competition was done and I was fifth in the world and first in the U S I like went back to my coach and I started crying just cause you know, it's a lot, it was hard work. And I was like, this is so cool. Um, so that's my second. And then the third was last year, uh, doing Mary it was, I, I loved the workout. Like I, well, like I said, I don't know if I want to redo it. Um, but I loved doing the workout. It was such a fun workout. It's just like, I like those three movements. I like the handstand push-ups and just like the 20 minutes. It was, it was a lot of fun. And then the end result obviously was the highlight. And then Dave Castro com commenting, complimenting me, which never, ever, ever happens. Um, so those are, are the top three moments of my CrossFit games. There's some pretty good ones there to win the Murph. Like you say, is um, like, cause it's such a, famous workout if you like um within the crossfit people might not know a lot about crossfit but a lot of people will know that workout um mm -hmm. yeah to be able to win that one is obviously brilliant yeah it was really cool so what advice would you give to somebody starting out at crossfit so for anyone listening that is thinking about it or even thinking maybe about competing like they go to a box already but they're just looking to take that next step any advice for these people yeah so if you're just looking to start crossfit i think or if you're starting um, it, in any of those beginning stages, the number one thing is to be patient um, because CrossFit, one of the reasons that I love it so much is that there's so much variety, but that also means that you're not going to master everything the first week that you do it. Um, so I think it's more important just to be patient and learn the correct technique 
and movements for everything before, like, and not worry about how fast you're progressing. Just focus on the day and like learning snatches and learning cleans and learning strict gymnastic movements, the pull-ups, the handstand push-ups, um, and even things like double unders, like just be patient. It's not going to come overnight. So just take it one day at a time and eventually all of it will come. So don't get in a rush to lift heavy before you have the technique. It's really easy to load a lot of weight on your bar, but you'll end up getting hurt. So just be patient, learn the technique and learn strict movements uh, for gymnastics before learning the butterfly or kipping variations. And then for people that want to get into competing, my biggest advice is get a coach. Um, I have, I have my degree in movement science and I'm, a certified personal trainer. I have my CrossFit level one. I have my USAW, but I still think like you're never going to reach your top potential unless you have a coach because coaches, let's be honest, coaches know more than you, especially about your body and being able to watch you and keep you accountable for what you have to do and all of the work that goes into play to competing. Um, so if you're looking to compete, hire a coach. I've had one the entire time I've done CrossFit. And I definitely think that's a big reason that I've been so successful. It must be very nice for you to only have had the one coach as well. Uh, so, well, so I actually, I've had two coaches. Okay. Um, I had, yeah, I had one coach for my first four years. And then I just switched coaches like a year and a half ago. Um, so I've had two coaches, but I mean, over six years, I guess that's, it's not too bad. No, not at all. Because, uh, yeah, like you say, obviously, like you just said, that a coach could make a big difference. So being able to yeah. coach for four years must be really nice, supposed to mm. not find, like, thinking maybe your coach isn't maybe the one for you and keep jumping shit. I suppose that could probably hold you back quite a bit as well. Yeah. And, like, because I worked with one coach and he ended up moving out to New Jersey. And so I moved out to New Jersey for a while, but I wanted to be in New York. And so then I moved back to New York and I stopped working with him. And I ended up starting to work with another coach that was in New York just because I wanted a coach and I wanted my coach to be hands-on and like actually see me training. Um, so I ended up having to make the decision, like, do I stay with a coach that I don't actually see or do I switch coaches and I can be a little more hands-on. And I mean, I'm really thankful that I switched to the coach that I have now because my coach, Justin is awesome. So, and like I said, I moved out to Las Vegas, so it might be a little bit crazy, but at least it's going well. So will the move into Las Vegas be a permanent thing or is it just while the COVID's on or happening? Uh, it's a permanent thing for now. Um, I have signed a year lease, so I committed to it for a year. And then after that I'll reevaluate. But so far I, I really like it. And I like the change from New York. I was getting sick of New York. I thought I was going to be there another year or so. Um, but obviously that didn't happen and things changed. So for now, I'm here a year, but I think it'll be permanently, or at least I don't know until something else, if something else comes up or whatever. But hopefully, here for a while. Oh, cool! Well, as long as you enjoy it, and I'm sure it's a lot warmer than uh, than New York. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yep. Um, well, I think I covered everything. Um, I tried to keep it quite short because I understand you're very busy, so I, I really appreciate you coming on. So I didn't want it to drag on too long and, and hold you up for, for whatever you had planned for the day. Um, of course, thank you. And just if you wanted to let people know where they could find their power apps again, just in case they missed it. Yeah, so uh, check out my Instagram. It's Carrie Pierce CrossFit. 
and my power abs is in the link in my bio. Or you can check out Pierce Pointers, just my last name, Pierce, P-E-A-R-C-E, pointers.com slash power abs. Either of those. Perfect. Brilliant. Wow. Thank you very much for coming on. And thank you guys for listening to the Did I Mention I Ward podcast episode four with Carrie Pierce. Hope you guys liked it. If you did, great. Give us some feedback. If you didn't, we apologize, but also give us some feedback. You can head over to our Instagram page. We are at Did I Mention I Wad. Um, we hope to have you back for the next one. Cheers, guys.